This podcast may contain language that is not suitable for all listeners. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are for entertainment purposes and may not reflect the views and opinions of the hosts. Oh yeah! Welcome to another episode of Without Definite Aim, a podcast where we have a random topic genera- generator. Marty drunk off of cheap wine. I've had like two sips. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I'm not drunk. It's okay. We're good. I don't know if this is cheap. That's 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 also true. What? Where are we? Where even are we? We're already off the rails. This is my fault. I'm sorry. We have a random topic generator. And it dictates where our conversation goes. There we go. I got it. Hey. Take two. Um, I'm Drew. I'm Vinny. And you know us by now. Hopefully. But if not, take a peek at all of our previous episodes. Yeah, go back. And it's funny because something that we keep getting from our listeners is that they totally, they feel like they, they know us. Right. right. I got off the phone today with my mom and I told her, yeah, I'm just, you know, she's like, oh, what are you doing tonight? And I was like, oh, I'm going to record another episode. And she, and she was like, oh, yay, that's exciting. Tell Vinny I said hi. I feel like I know him. <laughs> Vinny and my mom have never met. Never. Never. So I, although I, I've met Vinny's mom. I feel like I need to meet your mom now. She's a sweet lady. Hey, Drew's mom. Woman. Do you want to meet? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> hey, well, I didn't mean that. Weirdly sexual. No, I'm Don't just make I'm it kidding. strange. I'm kidding. I'm I just want to say good day. Good day. Um, we have a, a a sponsor. If you didn't know, this episode of Without Definite Aim is sponsored by Bentec. It was established in 1992, uh, based in Brisbane. It's Australia's only manufacturer of stainless steel tubes. The company then takes the tubes in various shapes and manufactures grab rails, handrails, boat rails. Aye, aye, captain! (laughs) That was was a boat honk, if you didn't get that. And a range of other products for the aged care, disability, and transport markets. Uh, If you'd like to check out more of what Bentec offers, you can visit them at www.bentec.com.au. Also, Bentec followed suit uh if you listen to episode uh 11 or 12 i can't even remember which one uh one of our listeners and dear friends marisol uh, gifted us a bottle of wine to try and bentec followed suit and so now we're trying a bottle of wine from bentec so thank you bentec for being the the lovely sponsor of our podcast and providing the wine yeah, it's that fuels our podcast. It's delicious. It is delicious. Delicious. Yeah. Delicious. delicious. Um, also, Bentec recently uh, curated some coasters with their stainless steel and fancy laser etching with our faces on it, which was <laughs> really cool. Yeah, if you um, want to see them, they're on our Instagram. They look beautiful. What's our handle? Um, <laughs> at, at without definite aim podcast. That's right. At without definite name podcast. Yes, I had to think about it for a second. Yeah, getting toasty. Getting toasty with this delicious wine here. Um, so, uh, if you're just joining us, the way this podcast works, we have a random topic generator. We press a button, it spits out a topic, and Vinny and I talk about it. Something we've never seen before. We haven't prepared for you. It's off the dome, as they say. Yeah, it is off the dome, out of the brain. 
out of the brain. Sometimes I the, feel like off the cusp. Off the cusp. Yeah. How do you pronounce? I I know I fucked that up. Or what do you say? Cusp. Cusp. Cuff. Cuff. Off the cuff. No, no, not cuff. Cusp. Cusp. Okay. Is that what you said? I thought. Yeah. Are we on the same. We're on the same page. page yeah. Okay. Good. Um, Vinny has the random topic generator button today. So. I do. I'm going to click this big old button and generate a random topic. Generate. Generate. All right. All right. Here we go. We're going to press the button here uh, and go for it. What are some events in your life that made you who you are? I like that one. <laughs> this, is, this is gonna get juicy. Juicy as as always. I feel like. Or actually, let's just change it up. It's juicy. It's gonna get juicy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, what are some events that shape you? What are some events that have happened in your life that shape you as a person? Who? Uh, I mean, like. I'm sure more will come out as I think of it. Straight from... First thought the, off first the cusp. Off the cusp. <laughs> Straight out the dome. Sometimes out of the pooper if we're a little bit sloppy. You know. Uh, a little turtle, um, turtle heading action over here. Some events that shaped me. I feel like... As a... Coming out of... Uh, in America, they call it elementary. Um, in Australia, they call it Primary. Yes, correct. I'm glad that you know that. Yeah, like, I know my I know my Australian. Drew's just been system. doing his Aussie. <laughs> I can't press video more. Is that a website that you started? Yeah, exactly. How to impress dot com dot au. <laughs> Fun Australian facts. Vinny will be impressed by. <laughs> okay, so coming out of primary primary coming school, out of primary elementary school, uh, going into high school. So we didn't even have middle school in Australia. So you're like K through 12, basically. Yes. In Australia. Yeah. Same school. Oh, no. Well, that, that does exist. But no, our schools are typically elementary. Oh, sorry. So... K through eight, right? Kindergarten through eighth grade. Uh, No, kinder to six and then seven to 12. Oh, wow. Okay. So yes. high school is like middle school and... Yes. That was the biggest thing I, I was like when I first moved here. I was like, why the fuck... You go spit like how much middle school is three years, yeah. And I, I mean, it makes sense. Like if you think of it, like those kids, like coming out of elementary, you're still basically a baby. Yeah, you might not have any hairs on your pubis yet. No, <laughs> you, I mean you might. I, I mean, definitely did. I, I don't think I did either. Um, I think it makes it, it does make complete sense. But in Australia was just like fuck that shit. Just put it together. <laughs> I, I mean. If you think about it, because I, I just like, it's just how it is in America. It's just like elementary school, fifth grade, middle school, six through eight, and high school is freshman through senior. Or, you know, like, that's just how it is. But like, upon further thought, it's like, why do we do it that way? It's, it is it is weird when you think about it. You know something else I found out moving here, which makes sense because of seasons. Obviously, Australia has opposite seasons. Because our it's big in the southern hemisphere. Southern hemisphere. Uh, our big, our big. Go for it, please. <laughs> Just once. <laughs> okay. For the listeners. Okay. Drew's got a special button today. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. <laughs> could, could not have been a better button. So, quick side note. Uh, 
my mum recently went to a trip to Australia and of all the Australian souvenirs she brought back, she bought a button that has a speaker on the back. It says G'day in green writing and it's a yellow button. You click it and it's like one of 10 sounds that come out of it. And that's an Australian call that you do in the wild. So if you're stranded in the outback, Kui apparently has echo ability, I guess. Just like the way that it reverberates, I guess. Yeah, yeah it, it like mm. it is. A, I, I think it has its roots in like Aboriginal like Kuri mm. culture, where you would say it. I don't know if that's true. I'm probably it's like making a, it's up. like a like you're pounding your chest, like kind of. Yeah, it's just like a Tarzan, like yeah. kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, so if if you're struggling to picture what this button looks like, it looks like the Staples button um, yes. that goes. That was easy. Or exactly. is that Office Depot? One of those. It's kind of like our random topic generator button. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If it, Whatever you picture our random topic generator button to be, that's what this one is. Yeah. Mate! <laughs> <laughs> this is just going to be the backup fun sound of the podcast. Oh, man. That's gonna so piss good. people off. Okay, can you stop fucking pushing the I know. button now? I know. They're going to hear like the cooey sound like seven times like, i just okay. laughed because my mom like going to australia of all the things you bring back for well more for my kids probably than myself but but guess who's enjoying it the most oh of course <laughs> like i'm in the house and my kids push it and i hear this my my fed income just <laughs> from the other side of the house uh it's forever entertaining anyway back on track another thing so opposite seasons australia i was just bringing that up it made more sense to me. So our school year is not broken up, obviously because of um, seasons. So our it's week, year long. Yeah. So we start school at the start of the year mm-hmm. and we finish it at the end of the year, which I came here and I was like, the fuck you finish one grade and start the other grade in the same year. It, right. It, we finish like, in June and start in September or whatever it, it is. It's so yeah. confusing yeah. to me. And it makes sense because of seasons, obviously summer holiday, a summer vacation. I yeah. Get but it. yours make, yeah, but, so when do you like our summer vacation is Christmas. So that's, right. that's it's cool. Yeah. You get the whole end of the year is like your time off. And then you start like usually in February. It that makes sounds, so much more sense. Sounds nice. It is nice. Like yeah. Christmas coming, like you finish the school year. What do you have to look forward to? Christmas vacation, which goes into holiday. summer. Christmas holiday. Christmas holiday. Sorry. Yeah. Vacation. Yeah. Everyone in Australia is like, shut up your wanker. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, Vinny, Vinny's become really Americanized. He said vacation. There's things I correct myself on, and there's things I don't correct myself on. Like what? Vacation is one of them. Cause you I don't. Because don't, right. I always say holiday, and everybody here's like, oh, what, like, like 4th of July? Martin Luther King Jr. Day? <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, <laughs> I, I, I've, I've learned to correct myself in the means of... But what are the things all. that you don't correct yourself on? Uh, I definitely say aluminium. <laughs> but more because people get a kick out of that right yeah what else do i say what are other things that i feel like they say here uh when it comes to writing color i will always write color with a u or any word that we have mm. a u in place of it like favorite, like favorite. Yes. yeah always those are the only two i can think of right now i have given in to writing the date the the opposite time because we obviously have the month and because you guys do australia does date uh the day day month, month year yes and we in in america the right way to do it <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> it's month day year yes but do you guys say the 15th of like you guys always say like 15th of july 1997 yes. or whatever it is yeah right which like know, when you're speaking you say 15th of july 
Yes. You don't say July 15th. No. Does that make sense, though? Either or. Yeah. I feel like it's easier to do it. That was a hard one. When I came here and I was filling out, like, forms or anything where I had to write a date on it. What is this guy doing? We don't have a month 30. (laughs) What is... That was definitely one of the ones... This guy on a Mayan calendar or something? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, some of those things, like, when I came here, I was just like, oh, my God. But there's just a point where you start sounding more American. Yeah. Like la- like one of the last episodes when I said leather. Leather. Just out of the blue. White leather. White leather. Leather. Uh, okay, so you're coming out of primary school. Coming out of primary. Uh, so you- for all of the Americans, he's in sixth grade. I'm in sixth grade, coming out of uh, elementary. Yeah. Going into middle school, high school, middle school. High school, middle school, whatever, yeah. Uh, Secondary school. I think it was like a joint. I was an only child. Uh, I, I still, I think at that point I still wore a diaper. <laughs> or sorry, as Aussie Snow nappy. nappy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I don't know. I, I'm guessing. I mean, and maybe I'll find out from my parents, and I'll elaborate on a little bit in the next episode. But someone's decision. I think it was their joint that they wanted me to mature a little bit, because you know, diaper. I still like to play with Duplo. I wasn't even advanced enough to play with Lego yet. Um, oh man. And I used to lick the door. He was no, still no he was still breastfeeding. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I just instantly went up. Sorry, mum. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but I moved to my dad's mm-hmm. for a few years. And from Melbourne. From Melbourne. To, to my dad lives in uh, New South Wales, which is the next state over from mm-hmm. Victoria where Melbourne is. And I... Live with my dad for, for for a few years, my stepmom, uh, my stepbrother, and I have a half-brother and sister. Hey, you guys are listening? G'day. G'day. Um, mate. Mate. Uh, and I mean, going into high school, new set of friends. Yeah. I was the city boy. Everybody's like, who the fuck's this city slicker right here? Slicker. City slicker. Yeah. Uh, I was definitely like the new kid in town because all these kids had gone to school together. together. Was it? It's a smaller town. Yeah, I don't. I mean, if I'm throwing a population out there, I'm going to say like thirty to fifty thousand people. Okay. You know, it's a like when you live in a small town, it and you're a teenager, it feels ginormous to you. Yeah, sure. Even though it's not. Yeah. It still feels big. I mean, I think as anything, the younger you are, yeah. the bigger something feels. But. That was just a crazy experience for me because I went from being a city slicker, living in the city with my mum and a lot of my family lived in Melbourne at that point. Not all of them, but, you know, my cousins. And, you know, I my dog came with me. I had more freedom. Well, my mum has always been like, but obviously you can be, there's a lot more freedom in a country town. Mm-hmm. I mean. You, got, you have to because there's nothing to do. No. Yeah. It's like, who wants to go to the graveyard again? Um, that's the truth. The cemetery. There's some, there is some truth in that. Uh, Let's go out to the desert, shoot some guns, light off some fireworks. No, fireworks were banned, but yeah. there was definitely some gun shooting. But you could get them up in uh, the ACT. Right. That's <laughs> true. I love that you I remember had, that. I had to Thank think you. of what that was. In Canberra. Canberra. Um, but that was just, that was definitely like... I would say like one. shocking. Well, yeah, I mean, it was, I was away from my mom, you know, yeah. I grew up with my mom for the majority of my life. Yeah. 
it, you know, that's emotional, even, you know, going into your teens. And w- was your dad, like, tougher on you? Because you were obviously, you, they decided, like, we need to whip this little wanker into shape. <laughs> I mean, that's basically how it went. Right. There was uh, more chores. My mom made me do my stuff, but she wasn't super strict about it. I think she let me be a kid. Sure. You know, which is definitely how I feel like I am. I mean, I, kids have chores a part of life. I get it. But I feel like that's how I am with my... I mean, my kids are all pretty small anyway. But um, yeah, I mean, it was just a crazy... It, it was putting me out of my comfort zone. You know, you only take so much. It was not like I was never going to live back with my mom because I eventually did go back and I finished high school. In, so how long were you in New New South Wales? From so your age in sixth grade, like twelve. Yeah, I was like twelve, 13. eleven, twelve, and then came uh, back. I know I hit. I think I hit my teens when I was there from memory. Yeah, but um, I think I went until I must have been there for like two years, maybe under two years. Mm. Because I think I just got over it eventually and I came back to Melbourne and then finished high school there and yeah. the rest is history. Well, did you, I mean, did you have to, you knew, you came back to high school in Melbourne, Melbourne. Melbourne. I'm really trying. I'm really trying oh, to I mean, not be, thank you. That means not be Melbourne, me. <laughs> Melbourne, Melbourne. Uh, you came back and, and went to school with like the people you grew up with, right? So, I didn't know. Oh God. That's so that's hard though. Yes. Like moving, meeting new people as you're going into a different time of life it's, and then coming back and then having to do it all over again. Yeah, but I mean, I would, I mean, even in my teens, as much as I hated that, because you have your circle of friends, I mean, at least me, I've always been able to adapt. You know, I never did it a lot, but there's something kind of exciting about that too, because it yeah, makes you uncomfortable. Social chameleon. You're, yeah. You're, you can blend into different. I'm crowds. everybody's friend. <laughs> I feel like it. You it puts you out of your comfort zone, and as much as sure as an adult, I don't think I want that. It's like every you know, you get a new job. Yeah, you know that's how it is as adults for us. You're yeah, like, what's that? Got to meet new people. You got to meet new people. Got to get along. There's a point where it's definitely you feel awkward, but you know that first day you're going to connect with someone at your new job, and oh, you watch The Office. Oh, I don't. Sorry, fuck off. <laughs> that's everybody show. every yeah. everybody but me i've never watched the office it's overrated in my opinion a lot of people are gonna hate me for it i feel like you love the office really yeah oh well, some controversy right here controversy controversy uh yeah that that i mean i feel like that would there's some trial there's some trial and and tribulations I can't say moving that anything back and like forth. super monumental happened, but it just feels like that was a turning point. Like, yeah, sure. Like, you had to adapt well, and learn was... to adapt, and that's like the lesson that you took away from it, right? And on the cusp of puberty, <laughs> yeah, oh, going into your deep teens <laughs> is literally what happened. But I mean, it was I, that's got a, that's definitely a turning point for me. Yeah. I feel like like it definitely. And I'll bring up another one. Drew's going to... I know Drew's got a juicy one. I got one. Okay. I got a good one. All right. I have... I feel like I have multiple, but... And I, I, I feel like we've touched on this before where, like, 
it's kind of like along with that mem those memories like you know how like most of your memories if you if you rem if you like remember them from a long time ago like we've we've established like sometimes they're traumatic mm. like i feel like traumatic events in your life shape you as well as a person yeah um and so i'll i'll choose i think when i was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes like i don't think i probably at the time I don't think it really shaped me. I just, I think I was young enough to be like, Ooh, I guess this is what we have to do now. You know, like all the changes and stuff I had to make. Like, I like uh, how there's all the stereotypes that come. Okay. <laughs> Noble candy for Drew. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every, every person who's listening, it, unless I've educated, if, unless you've had the opportunity to be educated by someone with diabetes are going, Hmm. Drew must have eaten too much candy as a child. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> that's not true. Type 1 diabetes, which I have, is genetic. You can't really do anything to prevent it. Type 2 diabetes is the one that's caused by bad diet. Okay? Just a quick rundown of the types of diabetes there. But... The history of diabetes with Drew. <laughs> Welcome to my podcast. This is Type 1 and Type 2. Brought to you by diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be right. Oh my god, that couldn't get me more perfect. <laughs> She'll be right. What a great outlook. Yeah. Uh but I, I think the the like most valuable lesson that I've learned from having to manage diabetes, which is not easy to do, um is how to like I guess how to deal with failure. And that seems like a very like deep thing but I, I for the longest time I I think I beat myself up when I wasn't taking care of myself and managing it correctly which can lead to a lot of like health issues in the in the future but I think if I had say like a bad day managing diabetes which looks like you know maybe maybe I didn't um uh Maybe I ate whatever I wanted to and I didn't watch what I ate and I didn't, you know, do the right amount of insulin and, and things like that. And I'm sorry I'm getting into the technical side of it. Is that when you just wake but... up and you're like, I'm going to be a naughty boy today? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think I just went through a phase where I was like, I don't want to I don't want to deal with this. Right. Like, I, I just want to be normal. I just want to not have to worry about it. Like, I'm going to do I'm just going to live like every regular 17-year-old kid, right? Oh, so did you is that when it happened? Well, I was diagnosed when I was 7. Oh, okay. Um, but I don't know if we had a time step on it. Kind of like up up into the, like up until high school, like my parents helped me a lot with managing, but like as you develop independence when you get older, like obviously they can't be there holding my hand and telling me how to manage diabetes. So for a little bit, for a few years, I just like kind of was like, oh, fuck it. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to have to deal with this. And I think finally I got to a point where I was like, okay, I can't avoid this. It's reality. And so I had to, un I had to understand just, this is, this is kind of like what I have to deal with and, and I have to do it because that's, that's, it just is what it is. And there's no point in running away from that because running away will eventually kill me right like mm. running away from that issue will eventually harm me in some way um and so i think that's a big life lesson of just confronting your reality right and i think everyone has their own 
diabetes, for example, right? Like everyone has their own like hardships that they have to deal with, whatever, if it's disease or, or, you know, um, maybe you grow up without a dad or, you know, like there's, everyone has their own thing. And what managing diabetes taught me was like, you can't run away from that. You, you kind of have to confront it and deal with it head on. And that's for me, that's been like the best way, um, to, to manage it is just like not running away from it and not, you know, avoiding it and just doing it because that's just the, the hand I got dealt and that's okay. And that's fine. There's no use like worrying about it or crying about it. Just do it. Sometimes you just go to, sometimes you can use it like a get out of free jail card. (laughs) And boy, do I. (laughs) (laughs) that's the one thing that i've like if i like i don't know if this is shitty or not but like you know if if i have to live with diabetes which is like not an easy thing before yeah yeah, it's not an easy thing to live with like i'm using it every once in a while like have i used it to get out of a writing a paper for school you bet your ass i have (laughs) hey thank you for sharing and being honest you know it's that's important (laughs) it is important Um, but yeah, so like, and then the other thing too, that, that it's, I think taught me is like, just, um, not, not dwelling on your failures and, and just kind of fixing the issue. So like, I think one thing that, that diabetes, like why it's so hard is it's just constant. Like you always have to worry about it. Like, for example, we're drinking a glass of wine. I have to I have to consciously go, okay, I'm drinking a glass of wine. Like, how does that affect my diabetes? Like, that's the lens I have to view life through. Like, okay, I'm going to In-N-Out. Do I get a Coke or a Diet Coke? Well, Diet Coke's probably better for me, but I like Coke more. Like, okay, like, what does that mean? So there's a lot of decisions that I have to make that maybe someone without diabetes doesn't have to make. Um, and sometimes I make the wrong decisions, and that'll lead to a bad diabetes day, like I was saying. And for a while, I was, like, just beating myself up and, and like, um, kind of dwelling too long on the fact that I had a bad day instead of just going, okay, I had a bad day, let's fix it, or tomorrow's going to be better. Um, And I think that's another, like, important value or life lesson is, like, you need to put your, your shit behind you and you can just attack each day. And it sounds cliche, but you can attack each day with vigor or a new new energy or new attitude and yeah. go from there. Like my worst day is deciding, uh, do I poop with the door open or poop <laughs> with the door shut? Do I let everybody suffer from the noxious fumes that, that and, perfume from the bathroom? Yeah, and maybe tomorrow you poop with the door closed. Yeah, be a little bit more considerate. But like to smell your shit. Yeah, like each day is a different day and you don't need to like worry about what happened yesterday. Like just kind of reset. At least that's that's what I ha- I had to learn how to do with diabetes. And and I for a while like I was legitimately like borderline depressed. I wasn't ever diagnosed or anything, but I had like some of the symptoms of of depression because I wasn't I I was beating myself up for like not taking care of myself. So your turning point came in like. Well, one of your turning points came in like the teens more than yeah, probably like um, nineteen twenty mm. is when I like 
finally came to that realization of like, this is your reality. You can't run away from it. Mm. Running away from it is harming you and people around you like just deal with it. And so I went to, um, I went to, I like saw a therapist for it and ever since then I've been great. <laughs> G'day mate. <laughs> oh man. Can everybody tell us like, do you like this button? Should we bring I, it back I for another like episode? Need, I feel like we need to. I think like it's is great. it a consistent prop in future episodes <laughs> where we just hope we get something fun that relates to the, uh, I feel like then we need to get like a classic, like California surfer button. Too. I mean, I hope so you're you should push the California oh, push surfer, and I'll push the Australian. <laughs> oh, sick wave, bro! <laughs> oh, awesome! <laughs> Get shacked. <laughs> but I feel I I don't know, like not to get too serious about it, but like I feel like that's one of the, like one obviously if, and I I don't know, maybe I would have come to those realizations anyways, but like I feel like that has forced me to like deal with it more consciously maybe or like head on. Yeah. And it's made me the person I am today. It's made me this well-rounded gentleman that I am. A gentleman. A gentle man-child. Man-child. <laughs> Softly caressed your arm when we embrace. I don't know. Do you have it? I, I, can you think of any other like, I feel like those are big, like those are kind of the big I had another one which was like a similar experience. Uh, I was early 20s. Like maybe... I Actually, I was still 19. Um, I don't know how I found out about it. But in Australia, there is a program called CCUSA. I'm a, I would assume it still exists. And because there is such a big market for summer camps in America, they help... Uh, I think their organization is mostly in Commonwealth countries. So they're in Canada, I believe, parts of Europe, uh, even Korea. I remember we had kids from Korea. But they basically take kids from other countries or young adults or people in their deep teens, <laughs> uh, as I like to say, uh, and they put them in summer camps. They like pair them up with like the perfect summer camp in America. Um, I think they basically have like a profile of you and they throw you out there and the first camp that says he's a good fit you basically go to hmm. so 19 i out of high school i had a job in an arcade mm -hmm. and then i worked at my mom's work for a little bit mm -hmm. just doing like data entry stuff and i left that to go on a summer camp which was like an hour and a half outside of new york uh, it was in a town called fishkill 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 tiny little town we're talking like rural New York too, because it yeah, was like, like upstate, forest, yeah, upstate yeah. forest, fucking everywhere. It was kind of like not far from Syracuse, somewhere okay. between like Syracuse and New York. Um, and uh, I got put in this camp that was—I I couldn't tell you the size of it, but I remember them telling us it was like five or six times the size of Central Park, and Central Park is giant. That's crazy. That's huge. Yeah, there was five or six camps that run uh, simultaneously. Um, and they're all for varying ages. So I was put on a camp for boys and the boys were eight to 12, I think from memory. Uh, so kids right on the cusp of puberty. Once again. Once again. Yeah. Um, but this is when all important things happen for boys. The cusp of puberty. 
Yes. <laughs> this is what shapes us as men. <laughs> Boobies? <laughs> Whoa, I have a penis. That's when you like find out you have a penis. Like, what is that down there? <laughs> Can we have a button that says, Whoa, I have a penis. <laughs> I want a button that says that. We need a, 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 a pubescent boy button. Yeah. Like, whoa, I have a penis. Whoa, girls are attractive. Yeah. Whoa, there's hair coming out of weird spots. <laughs> oh, what's this pimple? Oh my gosh, my nipples are kind of sensitive. <laughs> Does anybody want that button? Maybe we'll like... Go, wait, wait, we just need to sample, like... We need to come back and we'll cut out those sounds and just like have a random sample. We make a... What's the page you make for it when you want to get something funded? Not GoFundMe. What's the other one? Yeah, GoFundMe. Is it GoFundMe? Yeah. What's the or like one? a Patreon. Patreon? I I'm just thinking of like actually making that button happen with a soundboard that has us going, Whoa, I got a penis. <laughs> oh my God, what are these What are these girls? Why do I feel warm particularly when I watch girls in bathers? <laughs> Does anybody want this button? Can Brief you give us a shout it. out if yeah. you need it, if you want it? Hit like, us up. Hit us up. Instagram, Instagram email. Email us without yeah. definite aim at Gmail. Yeah, please. We'll make this button happen. Yeah. I don't know what what kind of budget we'll need, but it's probably going to come from China. I'm assuming it's going to be about 10. It's going to be plastic. Plastic. Yeah. It's going to be great. Probably take two AA batteries, I'm assuming. Does that seem fair? Yeah, I think so. Okay. That seems that seems reasonable. <laughs> Maybe four AAAs, if we're lucky. Uh, I got put on this camp. Eight to 12-year-old boys. Wow. There, it was a camp. Uh, I don't know if they got government funding, but it was for underprivileged kids. Mm. from the, I don't know that's it's cool. the classiest word to use but from the more ghetto areas of New York <laughs> yeah legitimately sure. and I remember like it was shell shock for me mm. not only my first time in America 19 year old Vinny uh, so you were like camp counselor kind of yes I was a camp counselor yeah okay the camp ca- the camp I had had when you like, rolled up is this what you said you Can I just... Hey, that shout was, out to Drew perfect. for pushing that button at all the best times in the podcast. Let's be honest. I don't even know what that... What was that sound? That what? was you, beauty. Oh. Which is... I mean, it works. Yeah. That's you rolled up and you were like, upstate New York. You, you beauty. beauty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, down goes a phone. <laughs> um, Shell shocked. Yeah. Shell shocked. 19 year old. What the... F- fuck is going I on i think here? there was eight everybody had there, every group there was a group every there was two counselors that were in charge of a team of like a group of like i want to say 12 to 14 boys wow okay and they were all based on like native american tribes mm. so my tri- i still remember my tribe was ticonderoga nice the pencil company <laughs> which is also yeah i mean they are it's a native american yeah. like you know group of uh anyway it was a reasonably big like campsite. We were in kind of, they weren't tents. It was like uh, cabins, but they were all open, so mosquitoes could fly in. You okay. had to sleep in a sleeping bag. Sure. Anyway, I mean, the honest truth is, I was a white guy from Australia, and these were teenage boys from underprivileged areas of New York. Yeah. And sometimes they were very confronting. Really. And the first camp, they fucking stood all over me. Really. Oh, I felt like shit after the first camp. <laughs> Some of the, one of my other camp, uh, my, one of the other counselors who was from Germany, a guy called Sebastian, who I was living up with in Melbourne like years later. Oh, really? That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, we kept That's in awesome. contact. 
he got a knife pulled on him the first camp. What? Yes. And he was like, fuck that. And he couldn't really leave. He, he was, was committed. Like, How dare you pull a knife on me? <laughs> this <laughs> is not fair. Or knife and knife. <laughs> I'm, I'm just a 19-year-old white boy from Germany. I'm going yeah, to have basically. a good time. You're going to get <laughs> mad at me? How dare you? Where is a bratwurst? <laughs> my name is Sebastian. How dare? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> basically... Anyway, he got a knife Just pulled on stereotypical him. stereotypical. fucking over him. Camps were... Six or seven days? Mm. And in between each camp, I think we got... Like you had to clean two, up everything. No, it? like yeah. two and a half. No, we didn't really have to do that. I mean, we, the kids were encouraged to clean. Like we would clean our cabin every morning and clean stuff like up, that. Clean up, clean <laughs> up, everybody, everywhere. It wasn't, it wasn't so much like that. It was no, definitely... I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're working with eight to 12-year-old boys, they're like... We went on hikes. They're we... like, fuck chores. I don't want to do this. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. We went on hikes. We did other activities. Sure. There was lots of things we did. Very anyway. similar to um, sixth grade camp in America. Yeah. Like, like we have a thing where like in sixth grade, you go off and you do the same thing. Like right. you, you go into nature, you have camp counselors. Uh, anyway, first camp, uh, Sebastian got a knife pulled on him. He was like fucking over this. And they were like, well, you can be a lifeguard if you do like a swimming course. And then do a test. So he was a lifeguard for the rest of the camp. Would lifeguards had the fucking best? Oh, I'm I just sure. decided just to like stick to... it out. Like I honestly did. I was just like, I'm gonna suck this shit up. Yeah. I learned from the first camp. Uh, he became a lifeguard and just lived the fucking good life for the rest yeah. of the camp. Where half of the day they knife just gets sat pulled. And... He's like, oh no, don't do this to me. And you're <laughs> like, oh blimey, crikey! <laughs> <laughs> just the most stereotypical. Can we can we just push the button and see what All happens? Right. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's a fucking knife. Cheers, mate. <laughs> For me? You're gifting it to me, mate? Uh, anyway. Uh, I fucking I love that sh- button, dude. I love <laughs> it. It's so great, right? Uh, I got shit on the first camp. I definitely learned from that. Second camp, I went in with a little bit more of a thick skin and realized, yeah. you know what? These kids, I'm not that much old. Like 12, 19, I'm definitely older than them. But when they know that, they're like, Fuck you, bro. Yeah. Uh, and I got a lot wiser the second camp. I just like, I kind of, I well, I wouldn't say I was like less fun. But but, but you had to crack the whip I every now and again. I set the ground rules from the get-go. And I was just like, I know I'm a white guy. No knives! <laughs> I said, no, I literally the second time, because we would have a little like speech that we would say to them the first day of camp. I was like, is this how you started your speech? Crikey! <laughs> well, that's what they wanted to hear, because everybody loves Steve Irwin. I'm right, still does. yeah. Anyway. Rest in peace. Uh, for, yeah. The fucking st- Shout out to Steve Irwin. Seriously. Just getting stabbed in the heart with a stingray. I want to be honest about something. Uh, when Steve Irwin was You're first sexually on attracted Aussie, to him. Who's not? Like that tan little... With the blonde hair. Like, oh, oh my dude. God. The way, and like, he wrestles... loves animals? What a sweetheart. Jesus. What a sweetheart. The way he like, wrestles crocodiles when he needs to. You beauty. <laughs> Literally the first thing I said to them on the first day of camp, my second camp with the kids, I was like, I know you guys are thinking I'm an I'm a white guy. I was like, Who here knows Steve Irwin? I did bring him up, did but you? I was like Yes. I was like, That's part of growing up in Australia. You have to wrestle a crocodile and they were just like They were like, Oh my god, oh, this guy's a badass. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. And I definitely had a lot more respect. They still had kids that like didn't want to know you. Mm-hmm. But uh that was definitely like a turning point for me. It was the first time I'd ever like traveled. And I traveled in Australia by myself as a teenager, going to visit grandparents, things like that. But to go to like an international flight. Not knowing anybody. No. 
was crazy. Yeah. I did prior to leaving. I found out someone else from Melbourne. Uh, I don't even. I, I'm sorry if you if I listen to this one day. I don't remember your name. It's probably like Christy or something like that. Oh, she Christy. Christy sorry, Christy. I don't know if that's your name, but sorry. <laughs> she. I met up with uh, one of the girls that also was going to the same camp as me because everybody else that was going to the camp with me was from like another city. But we met just so we knew who we were prior to going to the park. Yeah. I reached out to her because I got phone numbers of people and I said, Good eye. You are beauty. Good eye, mate. Good eye. Cheers. Uh, but that was definitely a turning point for me. It was just a crazy experience. I was there for two months. So I had to pay for my airfare. You learned how to how to step up to little kids that, that, <laughs> that trip. How to overpower, overpower small children. <laughs> I'm going to write a book about it one day. You should. Entitle it, Cooey! <laughs> I'm, <not> like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I love you, but you you fucking butchered that. <laughs> you want, me to, want, you want me to do one for the record? Yeah, let's do it. Cooey! Oh, yeah, there it is. I went down. I was like, Cooey! <laughs> that's not. That's not what it is. I mean, I like that you just went for it, though. You committed. That's I did. What, that's what matters. You know. I gotta do what I gotta do. You gotta do you what know? you gotta do. This is my reality. I gotta live with it. <laughs> it's true. True, getting deep this episode. Yeah, seriously. Well, I feel like that's that's like. That's no, I love taught that. Me a lot of you're life true. lessons. Like, unless you know? you're dealing with that shit, I had zero knowledge. I asked Drew a million diabetes question. Yeah. Like, what do you just? You want to go to town on this candy right now? And I said, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> I'm an adult. I ran away from it. <laughs> uh, if you feel inclined, I feel like this is one of those things where like, I don't know. I, I This is what kind of like, not to not to toot our own horn or anything, but this is what I like about our podcast because it forces you to think about these things, the yes. listener. And like, so if you feel inclined, like if you feel inspired, like feel free to hit us up, comment on a, on our one of our Instagram, like, hey, like. This is what I thought of. This is what shaped me. Like I, that's kind of inspirational to me to get oh, real. Oh, 100%. Like, like if 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 you feel inspired to reach out to us and be like this is my story. This is what I would have said I would love in that. that. Like that would be so cool. And and Vinny and I have, uh Vinny and I have said it before like we we want you guys to interact with us and and um hit us up on on Instagram or or email uh so we can hear from you. Yes, you know please. what I'm saying. That's what I want to do. I want you, I want to hear from you, and we'll. You know what? I have enough time right now. I'll respond, or Drew will. One of us. Every will. every single response. Every single response. I can commit that. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, um, which of course leads us to the the shameless plug of the week. Throw us a like. Throw us a, a subscription. A, a rating, a review, all of that good stuff. So we know how we're doing. Yes, please. Uh, it would mean a lot to us uh, if you if you did that. Um, kind of gives us validation for what we do. We love doing it. We're not going to stop doing it, but uh, it would help us out for sure. You're dealing with this for at least another 50 years. At least. <laughs> at least. I mean, you're going to be immortal by the time. <laughs> That's what know. I'm planning on. Yeah, just like technology is going to catch up to us and we're going to be doing without definite aim uh 30 3022 edition <laughs> oh man that was a good one i liked that one that I was like that deep that was that yeah, was drew drewski got deep on this one seriously respect dude you know the i'm just talking about like the prompt 
Ask and you shall receive. I'm just talking about like turning point of like finding if I've got hair on my dick yet. <laughs> and you're just like, uh, diabetes. We're, we're definitely going to look into that uh, prepubescent boy button. Oh, like yes. 100%, 100%. Like, we're going to do that. If that could be a novelty. Uh... Oh, hey, look at my penis. <laughs> <laughs> like, wouldn't that be such. I just feel like we need that in our lives. Oh, like, man. There's no situation. Someone sitting at a dining room table. Oh, hey, I got a hair coming out of my chin. <laughs> what about you? Oh, have? my gosh. There's armpit hair. You got to have one where you're like, oh, hey, oh. <laughs> the voice. Yeah, just the voice crack. Oh, hey, mom. Uh,. I just wanted to say. <laughs> I nearly spat up my fucking wine every way. God. <laughs> oh, oh, man. All right. Hey, that was another episode of Without Definite Aim. Thank you for listening, yes, as always. You. And check it out. We'll see you next week. Bye. Peace.